0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. We are your hosts, Josh and Tyler.
1: This week, we're taking it back to the 90s. We're going to break down all the top trends in games, movies, TV, and more.
0: Ah, uh, That sounds pretty slamming, JD. <laughs> also, this week, I have a special challenge for my friend here.
1: Oh boy, all this and more are on the way, because 30 and Nerdy starts now. Booyah.
2: It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy podcast with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio podcast and a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts. And a Badcast Company production. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. Find us in the pod nation on podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Let us know. Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. And now your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel.
0: What's up, Nerd Nation, and hello, Nurse! Welcome to the podcast where everybody knows your name.
1: Cheers, to, Cheers
0: you. to you. This is 30 and Nerdy, and I am your host with the most residing in my quarantine sanctum nerdtorum, the Duke of Nerdledge, the Sire of the Nerdy South, the Sweet Tea of Nerdlosophy, that's right, it's me, it's me, it's that N-E-R-double-D, Tyler Mac. Always great to be joined by my co-host from the Fortress of Nerditude in the town of Morris. You know him, you confide in him, he writes your nerd scriptions the juicy one, the nerdorious JLD, the PhD of nerdology, Sergeant Sound Effect himself, got mail? Dr. Davis.
1: Hey, buddy. You know, I feel like you get new nicknames all the time, and I don't. Why do I not get new nicknames?
0: Yeah, I, the last I gave you a new, the last time I get, well, I changed my nicknames because I moved. But, uh, but, uh, but, uh, but, uh, I changed mine because I moved. Know. I could not be the same Tyler.
1: Yeah, but you got the road dog, N-E-R-double-D.
0: You want me, what do you want me to call you? The bad nerd? Jossie, D. you're the
1: you're the name guy. I don't know why you're asking me. You know, Becky hates that I have all these nicknames. I know. Actually, that she that's hates it.
0: Probably like... why I continue to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when she listens, she's just like, "Oh my god!" Would y'all get on with the name? <laughs> it's it's like, yeah, but you know us personally. Yeah. Over you know podcast world, it probably sounds really yeah.
0: Weird. And plus, like our demographic, you know our listeners—they know the wrestling stuff, the nerdy stuff. So
1: every time that y'all call me Juice or the Juicy one or anything like that, she goes, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Why do you hate everything?" That I like? What's wrong with?
0: You? I mean, goodness gracious, <laughs> wrestling, PJ, Juice—she just can't give you a break, can she?
1: <laughs> it's like one single pajama. I, no, we are not calling her kid PJ. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that okay so So what's up doc hey i'm it's it's another uh quarantined edition of 30 and nerdy Mm. i've been looking forward to this for a while because we're talking about some nostalgic stuff this week yes some fond memories you know a better time a simpler time a sweeter time that's right
0: cranking up our nerdstalgia if you will mm-hmm <laughs> that one's going in the book we for are? later i will bring that back at a later at a later date i'm writing that down right now well man uh you know it's been it's been just you know another week um we have been i'm i'm not working with dad yet this week we finished the deck uh it looked really good um i'm sure he'll post pictures of it um but i have also been you know working on this room and uh also took a, a, I found a fresh gallon of white paint that we had and it had been unopened so i um mom had me repaint the baseboards in both bathrooms so, and i couldn't just stop there so i have found any place that's this white color in our house and i'm taking this little brush and touching up places She's like, you keep doing that all you want to. You can
1: make this place as shiny as possible. I feel like we could make a cartoon out of that. Like little Tyler walking around with his little <laughs> white paintbrush, finding little spots. And then the spots just seem to keep going and going and going and going. And he's like doing it. And you see the sun go down and the moon come up <laughs> and it goes really fast. And he's still finding all the little spots. to fill And then you the have like
0: paint. Peyton or Nolan walk by and go, you missed a spot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes, let's do that. I need to find That's an a animator, comic
0: like a true animator, because there are some really good episodes and moments in this show that I would love to go back for our YouTube channel and animate, like, you know, like they do with jokes. Like, Cat Williams did a whole cartoon animation of his stand-up to where he animated some stories.
1: Did you ever see the one somebody did of Stone Cold Steve Austin he's talking about I don't know being on the toilet or something and somebody animated it and like you could hear him smacking his fist on the desk <laughs> and they throw that in the animation I'll have to send it to you maybe we can put it up on, That'd the, be cool. on the on the socials so if there's any animators
0: out there that would like to t- do that for the pro- low, low price of on the house, or some swag, <laughs> please, get a hold of us. We would love and that. And exposure. And exposure, yeah, absolutely.
1: We've developed a pretty decent following. Yeah, yeah we have. Get your, get your stuff the out there. The downloads
0: keep uh, increasing after every episode we release, and uh, we are very thankful for that. How has your week been?
1: Well, to be in quarantine and have nothing to do, I've actually been quite busy i've had several zoom meetings for school related things and you and i are doing something kind of cool uh our friends over at encore theatrical company they invited us to be a part of a special virtual performance of midsummer night's dream Mm -hmm. so it's going to be just like reader's theater on zoom uh you're gonna have a role in it i'm having a role my wife is in it uh it's going to be really good. Cool. This is going to be... Johnny has the keys podcast is in it. True, true. He does a great First job. First time it's the three of us really... have ever done anything together. <laughs> yeah, and I mean this could potentially be the one and only time. Could <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> be. But hey, I figured I'm you know, I'm pretty much retired from the whole theater thing, but something I don't have to go to rehearsals mm-hmm. to and I can do this from home. Hey, I'm in. <laughs> so, uh my return to performing uh, via
0: the <laughs> internet. <laughs> Via the live internet. on satellite
1: <laughs> shakespeare uh yeah it's gonna be really cool guys so uh check it out there's a lot of talented people involved in this i'm really excited about it and uh you can check that out on encore theatrical company's facebook mm-hmm. page is this is a part of their intermission series yes. uh for the you know current events and everything since we can't have live theater right now this is the next best thing and they're offering classes and
0: you know, because theater yeah. is not just a place with seats and a stage; it's it's a people, it's a way of life. So you can theater in quarantine, and and each day they're posting cool stuff. Like one uh, one day, Laura Ritter, uh, our dear former choir teacher, uh, did some voice lessons online, and that mm-hmm. was really cool. That was really cool.
1: Yeah. So. Definitely check that stuff out. Encore Theatrical Company. We will share all the stuff about Midsummer Night's mm-hmm. Dream uh, when that actually happens. I think they're looking at the end of the month for yes. that to go up. Yes, we're gonna have a like one more rehearsal, and then we're gonna record this thing and and put it up. Yeah. So we'll share it and definitely check that out. So
0: would it be bad if I used my background as the thirty and thirty logo? If that were my background in our Zoom performance,
1: we gotta we gotta throw in some sort I get of get some exposure. Expose yeah. some yeah. A little uh a little advertisement. Yeah, I mean
0: they have more followers than us, so kind of piggybacking off of them. But you know, last week we had a really cool uh conversation and it was our fiftieth episode.
1: Fiftieth episode. It kind of feels like five hundred. Uh, yeah. I've talked to you way too much over <laughs> this past year. <laughs>
2: <sighs> oh,
0: jerk. Um However, our year anniversary of releasing content will be mm, May 1st, actually. And we're going to release a really cool thing that we got to do with Freddy Cat Productions.
1: Yeah, we got a little special gift to all of you. We uh, did a funny little uh, video uh, that sort of really represents Mm -hmm. us very well, I think. Our friends over at Freddy Cat uh, put it together for us, a great sponsor. Check them out as well. On May the 1st. We're going to drop this thing for the world to see. The world premiere (laughs) of our special secret surprise video.
0: And last week's episode, we talked about Thor. Um, You can find that anywhere you cast your pod, uh, as well as our YouTube channel. However, I am ready to do something, my friend. And uh, I think you know what it probably is. All right. Time for me to talk nerdy to you. Now... Just like the last time, our award-winning first Nerdin' in the 90s episode, it won episode of the year last year, you know, for 2019. What an 2019. Award. What a thing. It did. Call the Academy. As voted by the listeners. So, just like in that episode, I found ten... Thanks, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> My mom doesn't really yeah. listen. I'm just kidding. I found
0: ten more popular 90s terms that I think the next generation, some of them they might have heard, but we're going to use this as an educational moment as well. So first one is a very popular adverb, totally. Totally. Totes. Totes. Totally. That's totally cool. Totes my am. I'm totally tired, man. We use it as an adverb to truly hit home how important it is what we were saying. Like if you were hungry, you weren't just hungry. You're totally hungry, next word banging that's banging, brother. we're gonna have a banging time awesome
1: did you did you ever use that
0: uh yes, I did.
1: I never did, not once, not ever
0: uh the I'm pretty sure one of the Lawrence brothers used it in Brotherly love that show on Disney Channel, yeah pretty sure they used it, and that's where I heard it, and you said this one earlier. And if you are a big fan of uh, of some, a DC hero, uh, Cyborg, he says it a lot. Booyah.
1: Yes. Yes, he does. Booyah.
0: In your face.
1: I win. I did it. Booyah. Especially in the uh, Teen Titans show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and movie that you refuse to watch. Mm. I'm going to bring this up on the air every time we talk about uh, Teen Titans. Yeah.
0: You go right ahead. you watch
1: this movie. You go right ahead. You're in quarantine. What else do you have to do? You can watch the Teen Titans movie. Okay. I want you
0: to to hold on to that thought process. Okay? With that thought process, you just came at me over. I want you to keep that in mind for later. Okay? All right. All right. right. And the next one, obviously Thanos' favorite, oh, snap. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, snap. Wow.
1: Dang. Yeah, oh snap. Props. Do you ever say props? Props. I say props today. Yeah. Props means props. like, hey, great job. Good on you, mate. Good job. Props.
0: Another popular one, dude.
1: Dude. Dude.
0: And that can dude. that can go for a man, a woman, a person, an animal, an expression of shock. Dude. 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 <laughs> and hey dude, usually following dude is sweet. sweet Sweet. awesome okay cool i say sweet to you a lot i remember when i just started bringing it back into my uh vernacular uh you ended up saying like why are you saying sweet all the time you remember that i was like
1: yeah "Eh, i'm bringing it back i'm bringing it (laughs) back back." it's it's gonna be a sweet uh word i say that word Word. means like yeah i acknowledge that or i agree with that or sure i understand Word. Word. word
0: word to your mother
1: yeah. yeah, or like, hey, word. What
0: yeah. the next one? Dial up What's internet. What's the word? Oh, the bird.
1: I just thought that everyone had heard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one. This is going to be an educational moment for you, uh, you kids out there. Dial up internet.
1: See, uh mm. back in the '90s, kids, you couldn't just open up a little tab mm. on your computer and go straight to youtube or tiktok or face the, page
0: or my book or whatever face, it is whatever
1: whatever it is you you young folks do but you had to dial in to the internet and sometimes if your mom was on the phone <laughs> with with your aunt in florida and you were trying to get on to look at pictures from the upcoming harry potter and the chamber of secrets movie <laughs> Guess that was actually 2000s. Mom, months. get off we the still phone. had dial-up then. And you get the "I'm on the phone, get off the internet" because you couldn't do both at the same time. No, could Can not. you imagine first world problem? Could not.
0: This was a form of internet access that used facilities of the public switches telephone network to establish connections to the internet service provider by dialing a telephone number on a conventional telephone line. And and Crazy. that noise that we have played a few times now in our show, that is the noise you had to hear every time you dialed
1: in. Kind of is almost like a soothing mm. kind of sound to me. It takes me back. Very mm. nostalgic. I can remember sitting in my bedroom at my mom's house hearing this all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the final popular 90s term for this episode, bling bling
1: some uh some bling bling on your fingers, yeah. around, around your, your neck.
0: neck, in your ears, shiny jewelry, bling bling, bling
1: bling baby. That's still a thing. Yeah, it is. Bling bling is still a thing.
0: Yeah, so those are uh your nerd words for the week.
1: Use them all in a sentence. Take people back. You know, they say that trends start to repeat themselves mm-hmm. and the 90s stuff has been very popular lately.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. Mhm.
1: Like, a lot of my kids at school have on Rugrats. Yeah. Shirts. Yeah, all that stuff. Hey, Arnold. Some of them I'll be like, hey, tell me one character from Hey, Arnold. Like, uh, I don't know. Arnold. (laughs) Arnold. (laughs) Like, you know nothing. You know nothing, Jon Snow. So... (laughs) but some of them actually do know like they know in depth uh, all like they remember the episodes and everything cuz they've seen all that stuff from their parents shown it to them yes so use it in a sentence let's 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 take it back to the 90s simpler times a little bit more with our with, with our, our vernacular
0: because there yeah. was less uh, honestly these fun words that we did in our last 90s episode and this one they're just so fun and use in a positive light most of the time? Just fun, bro talk or you know They're relevant. Yes, they're very
1: sure. Yeah. You disagree? You hesitated.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. Completely agree. What if I never agreed with you? Oh <laughs> <laughs> please. So why, Please, don't we, don't make me why don't we? me Why don't we get to your favorite segment? And it is yeah, co- yeah. And it is called Whatcha Watching. So that's different. It is different. I don't know.
1: We'll see. We'll see. We'll see.
0: We're trying new things. So JD, what you watching?
1: So this week I finally got to see Jay and Silent Bob reboot. <clears throat> it is on Amazon Prime, and I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan. As we have noted on the show dozens of times at this point but i hadn't been able to to catch it just yet i enjoyed it man it's it was it's the absolute best of all the jay and silent bob uh things it's definitely not for kids i will point out this is not for the kiddos Adults only tons of cameos. Kevin Smith is always uh, good about getting big cameos. Like he used to get Carrie Fisher to have spots in his movies and mm-hmm. uh, people like that. So there's tons of cameos. Like if I had to sit here and list them all, I'd leave out really major ones because there were that many. It was crazy. Is there any chasing Lots Amy of jokes? Little, tons of chasing Amy <laughs> jokes. Are you kidding me? Tons. Uh, there was a little Stan Lee thing oh during the credits he didn't have a, a moment in the movie but they showed a clip like it was back before kevin had his heart attack so he was still a little chubby and uh he's sitting on a on the boat at comic-con that he was on the imdb yeah, boat that's yeah. where they had kevin smith yeah. station so he's sitting on the boat with stan lee and and they're just cutting up and it was that was really cool it kind of made me happy to see that That's good but i, I really uh, strongly suggest this movie if you're a kevin smith fan if you've seen the former jane silent bob uh jane silent bob strike back and all that stuff check it out um it's great
0: well uh i know i've been talking about grace but i want to talk about one specific episode okay uh it is in season 15 which is what we're in now and um Meredith's trying to date again, so she's going on these these quick little blind dates. Okay, and one of her dates is with Ted Mosby himself. Josh yes, Radcliffe? he showed up hey. and he was there the whole episode. Like my, um, when he popped up to be the person she's going to dinner with <laughs> from across the room, you hear Dad go, "Mosby," <laughs> like, and I was like, "I love you, Dad." <laughs> I love you, Dave. Yes. I love you. And he goes, man, bringing in a big name for one episode. And I was like, yeah, I feel the same way. But uh, the date didn't. The date went well, and that he's through the whole episode just hanging out with Meredith. I guess she didn't have surgeries that day. Um, but they're just walking around town, getting to know each other. And at the beginning of the episode, he talks about, like, you know, I hate blind dates because it goes really well until that one thing. And she's like, what do you mean? You know. There's always that one thing that a bad date takes a turn. Like they've either said something you disagree with, they say, a, you know, a racial slur or they make a bad joke about, you know, something you're actually very positive about, you know, and that's the one thing that t- turns it. And at the end of the date, he says something about kids and she has 3 kids. And he just she just makes a face and he looks at her and he goes, I said the one thing, didn't I? And I was just like, ah, oh, Ted. Still you know, finding
1: love. I don't mean to judge, but you just gushed for like two minutes straight about Grey's Anatomy. Yeah.
0: It was mainly <laughs> about the fact that Mosby was in it. <laughs> and I was oh. like, maybe this was like an inner between where he went on a date with Meredith uh, before meeting his wife before. Because dad even followed up with, uh, and that, kids, is how I met your mother. i know
1: i was like i love this what about you anything else i also have been watching the resident evil movies Mm -hmm. i've been trying to marathon those up haven't seen them in years like so many great movies that, that i used to love i just haven't seen them in a long time and i've forgotten so many things about them so i decided to check out resident evil you know they just did the remake of uh resident evil 2 or 3 i can't remember Uh, I've never really been into the games, but movies I used to love. So I've been watching those. I'm through four out of the six right now. And so far, number three, Extinction, has been the best one. That's been my favorite one. Uh, I've enjoyed all of them uh, individually, but that one was the best, I feel like, because it didn't have the really cheap CG and Mm -hmm. effects because it was out in the desert in a real setting. Uh, it had this really cool scene, I don't know if you remember this, where uh, all the survivors, they have a camp out in the desert, and these crows had been feasting on the zombies, so the crows are all crazed and, and infected, and they attack the survivors. Do mm-hmm. you remember that? Ashanti is in this movie, and she gets killed by all the crows, and that's scene, I totally, completely forgotten about that, but that was awesome. In
0: three, we see Omar Epps' character bite it, right?
1: Yes, uh, he does because he was in number two, mm. and then he made it through. He like he got bit in the beginning uh, of th- three, yeah, and then he survives until at like the very end. He's he turns. I think they were trying to. I don't think anybody knew that he was uh, infected. He didn't tell anybody. Yeah. I've also got really excited at the end of three because I don't know if you remember, but that's like when she she invades the. Umbrella facility, and she finds out that there's a bunch of clones of herself. So there's like an army of Alice's, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Yeah, I'm an, I'm coming for you, Umbrella people, and I'm bringing some friends." <laughs> and then the beginning of four is when like the little army of the Alice's attack the uh, yeah the facility. facility. It's awesome. Cool. So yeah, I'm loving Resident Evil. Cool. E. Cool. Well, I uh,
0: also went on YouTube and I uh, found some old episodes of Freakazoid to get ready for the nineties. You remember that show? Yeah, a little bit. Freakazoid. Freakazoid. Nerdy guy. uh, Basically gets his powers from the computer. Yeah. Yeah. I'd forgotten... He's not... You know, that's not an A-list show from the 90s like Rugrats or anything. But I'd forgotten, you know... He was a superhero. You know, he was like a off-brand C-list superhero that... Warner Brothers trying to create their own universe with, you know, with the Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain and Freakazoid right. and all that, and I was like, uh, "Good try, good try." Just didn't hit like a Batman or a Captain America would, <laughs> but uh, it was funny. I'd forgotten how funny it was. Anything else for you?
1: Yeah, I've actually been doing a little bit of gaming this week. Uh, it's not '90s, but it's still nostalgic. Uh, Took it back to 2002. Mm-hmm. I stumbled. Onto the digital version of Star Wars Republic Commando on the oh, Xbox Marketplace. Wow. That was a, a game that was on the original Xbox. You play uh, as a squadron of clones. You're the commander of the clones, and you got like three other guys, and you can command them to blow up doors and breach rooms and take cover and yeah. just snipe and stuff like that. Oh, it's a lot of fun. First person shooter. Uh, you're invading like. The robot, uh, the droid army facilities and, and things like that and blowing stuff up. It's really cool. It's challenging, too, uh, especially for an older game like this. It, one of my favorite things about it, though, and I love these little attention to detail things. You know me. You're fighting these big bug guys. You remember in uh, Episode 2 when they're on the uh, Geonosis, that desert planet? Yes. And there's those big bug guys flying around so you're fighting some of those guys and so it's really violent so like you'll shoot them and they'll blow up sometimes and you'll get bug guts (laughs) on your on your helmet on your visor and he's got a little like windshield wiper that'll go across (laughs) and wipe everything off so you can see again that's so cool like 18 years ago when i played that and i didn't play that game much as a kid i I played it at a friend's house a couple times but back then i was probably like Whoa, (laughs) it cleans the bug guts off of your helmet. That's so cool. And
2: that's
0: when J.D. fell in love with details.
1: That was the moment moment. right there. That was it. That was like the beginning of my my journey. Mm, That's my origin story. Into the tales. Right there. Dr. Davis, he was born from (laughs) playing (laughs) Republic Commando on the Xbox at a friend's house when the bug guts were wiped off of his helmet. We're going
0: to call it The Tales of Dr. Davis. but like a play on the <laughs> word details? And it's spelled like tales. <laughs> Get the deets on Dr. D. <laughs> That's Somebody it right write there. that comic book for us.
1: <laughs> That's a spinoff of 30 and Nerdy.
0: So you said something to me earlier. You said, you're in quarantine. You have no excuse. You have all the time in the world. Uh, and I told you to latch onto that that thought process. Keep that thought process, all right? Sure, sure. So likewise. Oh no! I'm gonna do this one <laughs> one more time. Okay, we're gonna do this. Oh no! You have all the time in the world.
1: Okay. I know where this is going.
0: You're in quarantine. <laughs> How have you not started supernatural?
1: I have not started Supernatural because Supernatural is the never-ending show with 29 seasons, uh, hour-long episodes. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to watch it before. I got three seasons in. And I didn't dislike it. I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, eh, whatever about mm-hmm. it. So I kind of just gave up. F- however many seasons... How many seasons are there really? Uh, 15? 15. Yeah. Okay. 15 seasons out of twenty. 22. Two episodes per season, right? Uh, Not always. Something like that? Not always. But that's a lot. That's a daunting task. What was it I was telling you to watch the Teen Titans Teen go Titans, to the movies? Yeah. That's a 90-minute movie compared to 15 seasons of a TV show. Are you kidding me? Mm. Have you lost your mind?
0: So, um, you remember, speaking of 90s, on Saved by the Bell, when uh, Zach would do that thing that paused everybody around him? Uh, Yeah. Hmm. What did he call it? Timeout. Alright guys, it's just me talking here. See, like Zach Morris, I have this superhero ability to stop time. So, you guys are going to hear this little detail while he's frozen in time over there in the fortress. See, a few weeks ago, we were talking off air. And, since he does all the final editing, (laughs) funny thing, our conversation, this part of the conversation did not get released. Okay? However, I may not have my PhD, but I am not an idiot. I recorded it myself, so I am in a second going to play for him his words exactly and get him trapped in this challenge, okay? You got to follow along, all right? Time in.
1: Okay, so, um... What are you doing? What is that? What do you mean? What happened? Time, time out. Uh, so, do you
0: remember a few <laughs> weeks ago... Um. We were talking off air, you know, about Supernatural, and uh, you had mentioned something to me, and unbeknownst to you, I recorded our conversation. So, I'm going to play this clip for you right now, okay? And I want you to keep in mind <laughs> oh, no. what you said to me earlier about it's quarantine, okay? So, just, just I'm yeah. going to play the clip, all right? And, and we'll talk yeah. afterwards, okay? Alright? Alright.
1: Alright, Tyler. I have a proposition for you. Okay. And I'll probably cut this out of the show, but I'll save it <laughs> so we have it on record here. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know how we have that Clone Wars Essential episode? Yes. If you take the time... Because originally I was going to read summaries and synopsis and stuff. Uh-huh. If you take the time to go through...
0: And find you an... Find,
1: um, these are the essential episodes you need to watch. Ooh. All the way up through where it is right now.
0: Okay.
1: I'll watch them. Okay, I
0: think I can do It doesn't
1: even necessarily have to be 20. It can yeah. be a few more than that. But
0: definitely not, you know... And
1: it's a lot better than like 300 episodes. Okay. And then if I just absolutely fall in love with it, then I'll have reason to go back and watch every one of
0: Okay. Mm. Challenge accepted.
1: All right. Under that. Wow. Mm. I thought that would make you happy.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Wow.
1: You got I me. I did.
0: <laughs> so I took that challenge and I scoured my library of Supernatural on Netflix and found out of the 307 episodes that are currently out.
1: 307 episodes.
0: Yes, that are currently out. Wow. I have found the Essential 75 that will give you the story (laughs) and the things you need to know going into this final season.
1: 75? 75.
0: That's 75. Well, not even 75 hours, because there are only 42 minutes on Netflix, because there's no commercials.
1: We go from the Essential 20 of the Clone Wars show Mm -hmm. to... Seventy-five of Supernatural. Oh yeah, there's and they're twice the. Length. There's
0: more seasons of Supernatural though, so more of a library for me to scour through. But I have given you the essential seventy-five. I will send those to you tonight, giving you plenty of time. Summer started early for you, pretty much. Yeah, I did. So you and we will at the end. Of your essential episodes. We will then watch the final season together. Once this quarantine's over, over. We'll do an episode of it. Okay.
1: okay. Alright. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. 75 is a lot. I'm a little overwhelmed. But you know. You've got the evidence here and everything. And you did your Save by the Bell mm-hmm. thing. You're taking this very seriously. So I guess I should too. So I'll do it. I will watch. I should record. 75 our conversations more often
0: so I can hold you to the fire more
1: I wish you Mm. wouldn't because some things I now regret well
0: now our 1,000 plus subscribers have now heard these words come out of your mouth and they'll hold you to it so yeah that is our challenge now why don't we get into some nerd news All right, welcome to the nerdly news, everybody. All right, Warner Media has set the debut date of HBO Max for May 27th. And one of the first things advertised is an all new Looney Tunes show filled with brand new shorts from Bugs and his friends.
1: Are you going to get the HBO Max? Absolutely, I am. I am too. Absolutely. I am too. I think there's going to be a lot of good stuff on there. And. You know, this might lead us to another Streaming Wars episode. Especially
0: since HBO Max will have the exclusive rights to stream Friends. That's the buying point for people.
1: That's it. That's going to be it for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. So the current shortage of Nintendo Switches is being exploited by resellers and Autobots. Autobots. (laughs) And no, we ain't talking about Optimus Prime. Good, because I was very confused. <clears throat> In an investigation published by Motherboard, they discovered a tool called BirdBot. This tool automatically targets online stores for switches and buying them before people see them on sale. The tool is being used by resellers to stock up and resell at a 250 to $300 overcharge, depending on the seller. As lame as that sounds, it is not illegal. Stores and shoe departments have bots and algorithms in place to mass produce their product and upsell. Mm. Yeah, you know, I had seen a little bit on Facebook about people looking for Switches. I know that Animal Crossing is like a big thing right now. That's, yes. You know, that's not that's not for me, but no. I'm glad people are enjoying it. Uh, I have a Switch. I feel now very happy that I do have one since right. everybody else is trying to get them and can't. Correct. What's the deal?
0: Well, I mean, like I said, it's not illegal. Stores like uh, Dick Sporting Goods and Nike Outlets, they all do the same thing, just with clothes and shoes. So there's nothing we can do about it. It's just kind of lame. German brand Acronym launched a custom tech wear jacket based on the game Death Stranding for the low, low price of $2,000. Hey, $2,000? $2, it it's a
1: steal.
0: Yes, for a jacket. Did you play the game Death Brand? Death, uh,. Death Stranding. It's got uh, Norman Reedus
1: in it. I've seen a lot about it. I have not played it. It does not mm. look like something I would enjoy, to be honest with you.
0: No. Crazy thing is, though, it sold out immediately and is now on reservation order. The jacket was a cross-production between the game designer, artist, and acronym's owner, who ironically plays the weatherman in the game. Seems like a perfect storm plan between the three, if you ask me.
1: I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Deborah Ann Wall from True Blood and Netflix's Daredevil recently sat down with Joe Q's morning warm-up to talk life after the cancellation of the Netflix Marvel Universe. In the emotional interview, she talks not having any work for two and a half years after the end of the show, stating, It's hard sometimes for the smaller Marvel actors and actresses afterward. Some casting directors and producers look at you a different way when you say you were in a comic book show. The kingpin himself, Vincent D'Onofrio, took to Twitter after seeing the interview in shock, saying she was one of the top scene partners to ever work with.
0: That's sad, because she was great. She was great. She went on to be in the crossover after Daredevil, as well as The Punisher.
1: Looking for some music to quarantine with? Well, James Gunn has released Meredith Quill's complete awesome mix to Spotify. This is big news, people. This is big, big stuff. Clocking Inch. in at 64 songs, it includes many songs that didn't make it into the films, but but Meredith definitely listened to. Meredith Quill would be Star-Lord's mom, and yes. she, of course, gives him the awesome mix on cassette, mm-hmm. and uh, that's where all his music comes from. So that is Absolutely. really cool. I will definitely be checking that out.
0: And a reason behind the Guardians of the Galaxy movie having the best soundtrack out of the entire MCU. Mm-hmm. Mm. True that. Venom 2 title has been announced. Let There Be Carnage will hit theaters June 25th, 2021 now. It's a long time after COVID has pushed it back. It's a long time. It's a long time to wait for something that's I think done. Really? From the last I read. It. Wow. I think they're near done or something but the last i read is they had very few things left to film and that was a couple months ago excellent and we already know that uh you know like morbius being pushed back it's you know this is like we talked about last week this is a big impact on the entertainment industry
1: it really is Hmm. ign reports that the next grand theft auto is currently in the works At Rockstar Games. Reports say that with COVID-19 and time crunch being a problem, it may affect GTA 6 in ways of releasing a moderately sized game at release and expanding as time goes by with add-ons and updates. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I don't either. I would rather wait it out
1: and get the whole thing at once.
0: I would agree. That's why games like Avengers and Cyberpunk have been pushed out.
1: Right. And you know what? The more more that I see of Cyberpunk, the more I think I'm going to check it out. Absolutely. It looks spectacular.
0: Well, I mean, our savior himself Keanu Reeves is in the game, so that's the second that be coming. Your only reason alone. Sony is planning on releasing f- far fewer systems for PS5 launch than they have any previous console. With this, they also stated that in the first fiscal year they could release only five to six million starting between four hundred and ninety nine to five hundred and fifty dollars apiece.
1: Wow. That's an arm and Would a you leg.
0: spend half a grand on a game system. Man,
1: I don't know. I honestly I feel like it's not a bad investment because I have I've got an Xbox One and a PlayStation Four. I got them relatively soon after they were released and they've lasted me this long. I've not had any problems with them and I use them both a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe I will, but that's a lot of cheddar.
0: That is, especially with things going on right now.
1: Well, I mean, I think that by releasing fewer systems, it makes it more like, Oh, you have to get it. Because Mm -hmm. you may not have the ability to to get one. exactly, So um, this is something that I'll have to consider. Like, am I going to reserve one and make payments on it or whatever? Even though I feel like GameStop is the devil. Yes. Uh, Unless I can reserve one somewhere else, that's probably where I'm going to go.
0: I think Walmart will do layaway with systems. I'm pretty sure. That
1: early on, really?
0: I'm pretty sure. I think they start to lay away late summer, early fall. We're
1: going to have to look into that. Absolutely. And if anybody knows... Because that's what I will be doing. If you're, if you're in retail, unless you're with GameStop, if you're in retail, <laughs> give us uh, give us a shout out. Let us know what's the best way to go about doing this. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. A few days ago, a YouTube channel called Tim the Tatman recorded playing Fortnite with famed gamer Ninja. In the midst of being trash-talked, Ninja came back with, I could literally buy the bank that owns your house, foreclose on it, and you can't talk crap to me because you'll have no internet. (laughs) Mm. End quote. Obviously, we have censored that a little bit due to the language because we're PG and teachers don't say naughty things like that. That's true. But it shows you pretty much what the situation was.
0: Many people took to Reddit after that, questioning his morality and common sense, saying things like, If you have over $500 million in liquid cash to buy a bank for playing video games... Why are you not helping people who will go through foreclosures due to COVID nineteen?
1: Because he's a jerk. That's a, a simple answer for you. I don't yeah, know that. I don't know who this person is.
0: Ninja. He's a popular Fortnite uh, streamer. Oh well, he plays other games, but his known Fortnite even created a skin for him.
1: Oh,
0: uh, he was in Mass Singer season two,
1: I believe. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this.
0: He's a little punk. Wow. He's younger yeah. than we are and he's making too much money to be playing video games on his butt all day.
1: Look, I got, I try to avoid saying things that I think could be taken controversially. Mm-hmm. But I find that a lot of these YouTubers and these video game celebra- I don't know what you call them, the gamers, YouTube gamers, whatever, they Streamers. are. Streamers. God, I feel like I'm 70 years old. 60 years old. Years right old? Now. <laughs> Those darn YouTubers <laughs> get uh, off our lawn. But they're all like terrible people. <laughs> is that is that well, I, bad of me to say?
0: No, it's not bad and and no disrespect if you are a nice streamer, but I think it comes from this is their life. They don't do a lot of social stuff, you know? They're not social. And they don't get morals out there in the real world; they sit in their room with a video camera and a video game all day yeah. and talk trash and just because they're really good at it, they're making way more money than us, and they have this entitlement like yeah. they're living in bigger houses than us for playing video games It's ridiculous mm. it's just it's just it's just that that last segment proved how bad of a person ninja is yeah. <laughs> what a jerk
1: and like. This my first thought on this is like this ninja guy, my boys at school and and some of the girls too, they play Fortnite all the time. they watch the mm-hmm. YouTube stuff about Fortnite. They probably know who this guy is, like yes. is this somebody that they're looking up to? Absolutely. so kids, if you're listening, don't look up to this guy because he sounds no. like he is a loser, so exactly, I want to throw that out there.
0: Sony has filed for a patent to create a robot buddy that will sit beside you watch you play and interact with you as you are playing a game. They say it will enhance your experience and positive vibes while playing. I say, have they seen Terminator?
1: Oh my goodness. Have you seen iRobot?
0: <laughs> Why is Sony wanting to build us friends when when you could simply get off your couch, stop playing the video game and go make friends?
1: Have you seen WALL-E?
0: Okay, well he's sweet.
1: Yeah, but it still wasn't looking too good for the humans in that movie, no, was no, it? No,
0: it was not. Did you see Short Circuit? Remember that? That's from the 90s. Short Circuit. Johnny Number 5?
1: I, I, I'm offended. I, I feel like Sony's trying to say that, hey, if you're a gamer, you probably don't have real friends, so here's a pretend <laughs> one for you. <laughs> here's a pretend one. Or,
0: is this a future opportunity at brainwashing?
1: And... And they're going to charge you five hundred dollars for the next PlayStation. How are you going to play your Fortnite then, huh? huh? How much will the robot be? How, yeah, <laughs> let alone the pro- <laughs> on a top of the $500 five hundred dollars system and a robot. You're going to be you're going to be paying three years of salary for that robot just to be your pretend friend. Get up off the couch, wash your hands, and make some real friends. <laughs> <laughs> when we were kids.
0: We were out all day in the dirt <coughs> and the mud until the lights came on on the street.
1: Y'all, that was y'all don't our even day. know how many hours I spent in the sandbox. In the sandbox making friends. Making our
0: own swords out of sticks instead of a controller.
1: <laughs> you got
0: gamers streaming and making $500,000 a year or whatever getting to be mean to people, building robots to sit and watch you play video games. What's next?
1: What is this world coming to?
0: So, uh, last bit of news here. Let's talk about the sad news, man. Uh, uh, Comic-Con cancellations.
1: Yeah, sad it's stuff. one of those things, sort of like school being canceled for the rest of the year. You expect that it's going to happen. You're just kind of waiting on it. And then when you finally do get that confirmation, it's like, oh, Wow, I'm not really sure how I feel about it, but Comic-Con mm-hmm. is a, a big time every summer that even if you're not there, you're excited about it because there's all sorts of announcements that are made at Comic-Con and things that everybody's getting on YouTube to check out and see the big mm-hmm. highlights from from all the shows at Comic-Con. Now we're not going to get that this year. It's really sad. If
0: you're half a nerd, you know what Hall H is yeah. in SanCon.
1: Yeah. So we got to get there one of these days.
0: And that is the end of
1: your nerdly news need a commercial how about a promotional video for your upcoming event or production let the coolest cats in town take care of you the professionals at Freddy Cat have the knowledge, ability, and experience to serve all of your visual marketing needs. They do feature films, documentaries, corporate videos, commercials, music videos, and weddings. You can reach Freddy Cat Productions at 423 231 2839 or at FreddyCatProductions.com.
2: I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami.
1: We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you
2: listen to your podcasts. Yeah! Shades on! We're off!
0: What's up, guys? It is your Duke of Nerds, Tyler. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about our friends and sponsors at Encore Theatrical Company. Now, they are not immune to this uh, COVID pandemic going on across our planet right now. However, they are staying positive and entertaining at the same time. If you go to their Instagram or their Facebook and look for the hashtag Encore Intermission, you will find fun videos every single day. Uh, They are highlighting volunteers, Encore members, script readings, voice lessons, um, personal stories on what Encore has done for these individuals and how it's changed their lives. Look them up. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. They've got something every single day. And you can also find more information about Encore Theatrical at their website, etcplays.org, where it's not just theater, it's Encore.
1: That's right. We're back, and it's time for us too. On the 90s, but part de. But if you're a long-time listener of 30 and Nerdy, you know that we have covered the 90s once before. We talked about some of our favorite memories of the 90s. -hmm. We're going to take that same idea today, we're going to add a little bit more to it, and we're going to talk about some of the biggest trends, some of the best-selling things, the top movies at the box office. We have the official numbers right here for you today.
0: Absolutely. Official numbers.
1: Oh, the 90s. What a time. Picture it. It's 1990-something. You're sitting Mm. at home on a Friday night with a bowl of Doritos, a freshly Mm. cracked-open Surge energy drink. You got your fruit roll-ups, your Nintendo 64 controller firmly held in your hand. What are you playing? Goldeneye? I'm playing Goldeneye. Super Mario 64, Mario Kart, Star Fox 64. Ooh, Ocarina of Time. That's what I'm playing. That's right. So sit back, open up your surges, and get off the internet. I'm trying to use the phone because it's time mm. for us to talk about the 90s. Now, I have a few fun little facts here for you. Tyler and I have compiled a list of some fun facts that these were surprising to me. I, I didn't know these things, and I thought these would be interesting for the listeners to hear. All right, so I'll start. Here's a, Here's your first fun fact. About the 90s. So the best-selling VHS tape of the decade, the entire decade, do you know what it is? Can you can you guess?
0: My guess would probably be something
1: Disney. You're right. The awesome. number one best-selling VHS of the decade is Aladdin. Now, Ooh. this is a big number, so I don't know <laughs> how true this is, but according to my sources... There were $1,058,376,296 worth of VHS tapes of Aladdin sold in the 90s. Considering the fact that Aladdin came out in, like, what, 92, 93 or so? Mm-hmm. Early 90s. Mm-hmm. That's a long span of time to sell tapes. So maybe. But that's a big number. I still have mine. I'll bet it's worth a little bit of dough.
0: That's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't work right now. I'm just going to sell my, my old VHS Disney
1: movies. Shoot, you got Disney Plus. You don't need that tape. Making as much money as Ninja.
0: Ugh. Did you know this, though? Now that we're working stiffs and we're older, thank goodness we didn't work back then. Because minimum wage was only $4.25 an hour. Yeesh. However, gas was only a dollar thirty a gallon.
1: You know, we're actually not too far from that right now. I was uh, We are not. I went to pick up groceries and saw that gas was a dollar sixty today. hmm It's pretty That's crazy. I seen the in a while. Here's the next fun fact about the nineties. Doom was the most installed piece of software on computers in the nineties. That's crazy. That is Can crazy. Can you think about that? Like for a minute here.
0: Think a violent a, video game.
1: Just think about that. Out of all software that computers had, Doom. Okay, nineties, the number
0: one. Wow, nineties. Think about software. Uh, you know, you've got your instant messenger software, um, games like Oregon Trail, probably some calculator type software in the nineties. Well, and like Doom.
1: Microsoft Word and everything. Yeah, I don't know if that counts scary, or not.
0: Violent computer video game was the most installed. Hmm. Maybe that's why we turned out the way we did, J.D. Could be. Could be. However, um, did you know that uh, uh, there was a 90s survey found uh, that more children recognized Mario than Mickey Mouse?
1: That's heartbreaking.
0: In the 90s.
1: My kid would recognize Mickey Mouse before Mario.
0: Um... I hope my kid recognizes Batman before either one of
1: them. Well, my kid also recognizes Spider Man, so that's a win over yeah. everything. So that next, is. next fun fact: slap bracelets. You remember those things, right? I think I those didn't. are actually still I a didn't. thing. They were invented by a high school shop teacher. Huh. Interesting.
0: And I bet he retired shortly after yeah, that because those too. things took the world by storm. Oh, yeah. I think slap bracelets remember, really though, was
1: more of an '80s thing, but I remember. Do as you a remember kid.
0: though that um, even back
1: then, kids,
0: we had th- we couldn't have nice things because our adults at the time would also attack the things we love. Like these days, you know, you hear about violent video games and certain movies, and that's why blah 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 blah. Back then, kids, slap braces were attacked by the older people. Do you remember that, J.D.? It was in the media. Their abused kids are self-punishing themselves with slap bracelets and causing welts all for fun and games and to look cool and popular. They should be taken off the shelf.
1: Hmm.
0: We just can't have nice things. It's a shame. It is a shame. Did you know this? Master. Remember the Thighmaster? I do. Mm-hmm. I and the Mood Ring. Did you have a mood ring? I
1: had several mood rings.
0: Mine always stayed black for some reason. Mine never changed colors.
1: Like my heart.
0: (laughs) Now, the mood ring and the Thighmaster were actually invented by the same person. That's
1: right. His name is Josh Reynolds, so uh, people named Josh do great things.
0: Yes. Congratulations to him. I wonder if he makes more ninja dies.
1: Nobody nobody makes ninja money. Let's be real. (laughs) That's true. Let's be real. So uh, let's let's talk about some video games. All right. So the top selling video games of the '90s. This is according to VGChartsWithAZ.com. They had a list of fifty, but we just picked out the top ten. So I'll go ahead Mm -hmm. and start here. Number 10, we have Final Fantasy VII. This is on the PlayStation 1, and it was released in 1997, and it sold 9.25 million copies. It's pretty impressive. Final Fantasy, uh, definitely not a surprise to see them on this list because Final Fantasy is being remade to this day. So Final Fantasy VII
0: is being remade.
1: The one we're talking about Seven right was now. was the most popular, yes,
0: yeah. with Sephiroth and Cloud and all them. Even had a movie spawned on it, Advent Children. I have that movie. Not too bad. Number nine, one of my favorites of all time coming out of the 90s, Donkey Kong Country. This was on the SNES. Now, this is what we call the Super Nintendo. This was in 1994. It sold nine point thirty. Nine 9.30 million copies.
1: That was a fun game. Those levels with the mine carts drove me crazy. Do you remember those? Oh gosh, yes. Uh, and those
0: big. I it might be the reason I'm afraid of wasps.
1: True, true, and barrels.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. and barrels. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, this one, I have a copy of this game to this day. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's on my, uh, the bottom of my shelf. Super Mario All-Stars, released on the Super Nintendo in 1993. It mm-hmm. sold 10.5 million copies. This was the game that had three or four different Marios on it. Like, you could play uh, Super Mario Brothers 3 and mm-hmm. the original Mario and everything. Uh,
0: so, next we have number 7 number 7 was Super Mario 64. Yes. On the Nintendo 64, 1996. If you had a 64, you had everybody who had a 64 had a copy of this game. Yeah. Had to. I remember still, this was um this was the first Mario of the new generation. Right. If you will. Yeah. No flat screens running across the screen anymore
1: i remember being 6 or 7 years old when the super nintendo came out and mario 64 came out and you know you remember like right now we talked about how we're, there's the shortage of switches and mm. years ago at christmas time there was the shortage of the nintendo wii's and all that i remember when it was hard to get a nintendo 64 and i luckily for me i had an aunt who worked at walmart and she was able to get one for me so nice. she yeah but I was so excited about Mario 64. What a big game that is, especially when you're 6 and 7 years old. Like You see this castle, you go in, and there's all the different levels and the paintings and so much to do and collect. Huge game. And at the time, I was only used to Super Nintendo, where you have the mm-hmm. the 2D kind of look, the, the platform type deal. And this, almost like an open world game, really, at that time, I would call it open oh, world. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so many fond memories of that game.
0: Um, fighting in that first level, fighting King Babam. Mm-hmm. Keep throwing him off the mountain. He kept coming back. Yeah, and you're just like, for the love of peace, stay the, off
1: the big month The I don't know what they're called. The big, dog, the big black balls, and they chomp at you. And you had one stuck uh, yeah. to the little stake, and you had to break it and set him loose to get the yes. star.
0: There was a there was a red coin at the top of his stake. Yep. That you had to get. Yep. That was a great game. That was a great game. It sold uh, almost 11 million copies. 10.70 million copies worldwide. 1996.
1: Yep. Loved that game. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do the next couple ones together. Because it's Super Mario Land 2 and then Super Mario Land. Uh, These are both on the Game Boy. Super Mm -hmm. Mario Land 2 was released in 1992 and sold 11.18 million copies. Super wow. Mario Land, the original one, was released in 1989, but throughout mm. the 90s sold 14 million copies.
0: year we were born. Yeah. Wow. Game Boy was huge, man. I had the big, gray brick Game Boy.
1: I never You could had, kill someone with that thing. I never had a Game Boy. Isn't that sad? Oh, never that had a Game Boy. Only time I played a Game Boy was uh, at school, if a friend brought a Game Boy... And do you remember mm. the big blue thing, like the Game Gear? Of course not. I do. had a friend who had that. I played that sometimes, but I never had a Game Boy. I had a Game Boy Advance. Ah, yeah. Advanced. I had those two. Yeah. Game Boy Colors. I didn't have that either. Just the ah. Advanced, yeah.
0: At least you got to play some Pokemon, surely.
1: I played a little bit of Pokemon, but I was never a huge gotcha. Pokemon guy.
0: Oh, we were. Mm. So moving on. We are at number four. Super Mario Brothers 3 for the original Nintendo, the NES, 1988. However, through the 90s it sold 15 million copies.
1: I had this game. This is one of my favorites. This is the one where you could turn into a frog and you get the raccoon tail. And one of my most memorable things about it is like you had the little mini game where it was like the Vegas <laughs> the Vegas game where you had to line up the picture. Do you remember yes. that? Yes.
0: The raccoon tail was called Tookie Tookie Mario.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I played the
1: heck out of that game. I still have Oof. it. Oof.
0: We gotta when this is all over. We gotta pop that in one day and play.
1: Well, I've got it right now. We can do it whenever That'd you want. That'd be
0: fun. That'd be fun.
1: All right. So next is one that's very special to me. The uh, mm. Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo 1990 this was the first game that I ever owned this was my first video game this game sold uh, over 20.5 million copies this is the first game I owned, first game that I ever beat, finished, completed um, still remember that to this day and it's still a favorite game, fun to go back and play this is the one where you could get the feather and get the yellow cape
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I remember uh, that That
0: was uh, my first game as well. There is a very popular picture that everyone remembers of me if they've seen this scrapbook, which you have not seen this scrapbook. My mom is a scrapbooker. There is a picture of me in my Dallas Cowboys bedroom on my Dallas Cowboys Bing Bag playing this game (laughs) on my brand new Super Nintendo. It was the first game I owned. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a picture of me just laying on the floor on my bing bag. How old were you? Five, six? Five or six years old. Same, same. Blonde hair. Long blonde hair. Ric Flair blonde hair. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that game, man. All right, number two. Pokemon, red, green, and blue. This is for the Game Boy in 1996. It sold 23.5 million copies. And I did have red and blue version, but I did not touch any versions after that. I didn't want to play any more Pokemon after that. I just felt like it was... I had the OGs, and I was happy with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know. like I said, I wasn't a big Pokemon kid, so I didn't really play these beyond just kind of playing around if somebody else had it. But I remember how big Pokemon was back in the day, and I remember these games coming out. And then there was like... After that, we had gold and silver and all that stuff.
0: That's ridiculous. So here it's... I still remember the cheat. I still remember a cheat code on it. You, whatever your fifth item is in your item list, the minute you get a rare candy. Now, a rare candy was able to make your Pokemon grow a level for free. You just fed them rare candies. It's called the rare candy cheat. You went to Vermilion City, Viridian City, I think, Viridian City, one of the first cities you're in, and you let this guy teach you how to catch a Rattata. Then you fly to Cinnabar Island and surf up and down the island. You'll find a Pokemon called the Mr. Gnome. One hit will kill it. You kill it, whatever your fifth item is multiplies by infinity. So you could easily get like Master Balls, Rare Candies, Great Balls, any of that stuff and have it multiplied by infinity and you'd be unstoppable in the game. I still remember that cheat. I used it often. <laughs> I did use that often. So what about big number one?
1: Alright, number one, Tetris for the Game Boy. And it was released in nineteen eighty-nine. It sold twenty-six and a half million copies. Fun fact, Tetris was played in space. That's right, there was a Russian astronaut who took Tetris with him. To space and played it. Bet wow. you didn't know that.
2: Now, I, I told you have...
1: that it sold 26.5 million copies. So let's put that into a little bit of perspective for today. Red Dead Redemption 2 just came out a couple of years ago. So far, has sold 29 million copies. Wow. Call of Duty Black Ops, if you remember uh, a few months ago, we did a video games episode and we talked about the most popular video games of the past couple decades and biggest in sales and all that stuff. So Call of Duty Black Ops has sold 31 million copies. So that just goes to show you, though, you know, 29 million, 31 million copies compared to Tetris selling 26 and a half million throughout the 90s. On a Game Boy. You know, gaming is more popular than ever now. Yeah. And those numbers... Thinking back to like Final Fantasy VII, 9.25 million copies, that's nothing compared to what, you know, the way games are sold today.
0: No, that's not.
1: Now, just for fun, I did go through this list. I told you that it was actually a list of 50, even though we only Mm -hmm. talked about the top 10. Some of our favorites from from being kids uh, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, it was 14th on the list of 50. Goldeneye 007 was 17th. This was a favorite for me, but Tomb Raider, I was a Tomb Raider kid. It was 36th yeah. on the list. Star Fox 64, one of my favorite games of all time, was 45, and this next one really surprised me. Uh Super Smash Bros. I feel like that's one of the most popular games from back in well, the day. Yeah. Uh, it was 49th out of 50 on uh, almost biggest, the biggest last one. Biggest video game sales. Yeah, almost the very end, so Good That's a Lord. surprise. That is a huge surprise.
0: Playing Tomb Raider, did you ever pick on your butler?
1: Oh, all the time. Uh, that yeah. was Tomb Raider 3 when you had the training the level at the house. Yeah. And you go out back yeah. and when you get the guns, he's got like a helmet and armor on and you can shoot him and knock him over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, uh, he talked about earlier, he talked about our video game episode. You can go back and listen to that. Uh, we talked about the biggest games of the last two decades. Uh, so definitely go check that out when we're talking about these, and I'll put it into perspective for you. Uh, however, J.D., the best time in the 90s. Do you want to know when that was?
1: Christmas time. Christmas time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. you know, you and I, we unfortunately didn't know each other as little kids, but we were very similar, you know. Very. So we probably, at Christmas time, we were looking to get the same, the same t- mm-hmm. kinds of toys. But I have found here... Some of the most popular selling toys each year throughout the 90s, starting at 90 through 99 at Christmas time. Okay. This is what people were after, and this is according to insider.com. So, this is uh, just each year. What was the okay. big toy at Christmas time of, of each year in the 90s? So, we'll start at 1990. Number one thing people were after Christmas time Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Cowabunga Turtles dude.
1: were unstoppable. In the 90s.
0: Who was your turtle? Leonardo. Ah, That was Michelangelo.
1: Of course you were.
0: Yeah. Uh, So 1991. Not a shock here. The Super Nintendo. Oh yeah. Everybody was after
1: that. In 1992. I got two different results here. I found. One source said the Super Soaker. Was the big mm. Christmas item? Um, I feel like Super Soakers have always been popular and everything, but at Christmas time, you're not using a Super Soaker, so yeah, I don't know about that. And also Barney <laughs> toys, 1992. Uh, yes. You and I, we were like two, three years old. I was a Barney kid. Barney, yeah, were yeah. you a Barney kid? I was. So Emma actually loves Barney too. She, they still have Barney stuff. She, she watches that. She loves Baby Bop. I liked BJ better, though. It's kind the of cool that it's really kind of cool for me as a kid who loved PBS. I loved Barney and Mr. Rogers and all that. Emma likes that same stuff. There's this yeah. show, I've told you about it before, Daniel Tiger. It's all based on Mr. Uh-huh. Rogers. She loves Barney. Like when, If we're playing with chalk outside, I'll be like, all right, Emma, we got to clean up. And we'll sing the clean up, clean up everybody everywhere song. And it's really cool Uh, for me that, that she's learning that same stuff that I learned as a kid.
0: Well, now the Super Soaker is probably one of the first times I got in the most trouble I have ever been in. I had a Super Soaker, JD, that was longer and bigger than your entertainment system in the fortress. This bad boy packed a punch if you pumped it up enough. So we're in the pool, and we're playing with the Super Soaker, and this was probably 1997, 1998. And my best friend at the time, Caleb, he's on the outside, and I pumped this bad boy 15 to 20 times. And I was going back, and I was going to shoot him in the leg, but I slipped on the step. And as I fall back, it goes with me, and I pull the trigger, and I shot his eye. hmm and we legitimately thought we were going to have to lose that eye that night. I did some damage.
1: Oof.
0: Did that the super soaker was gone after that. Yeah. <laughs> gone <laughs> destroyed. But yeah, that was one of the first memories of just true trouble I had ever been in. It was scary. This is also the same friend that I hit with a car. For fun.
1: But that's a story for another time. <laughs> So, uh, up next,
0: we've got 1993, the Talk Boy. Invented for Home Alone 2, then made into a real toy. I had a Talk Boy. I did too. And then I also had a Yak back. You remember those?
1: I do. I do remember that. Mm,
0: they were a smaller version, more handheld.
1: 1994, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. We've talked before on the show, I know we've talked about Power mm-hmm. Rangers and how. We were Power Rangers kids. That was one of my first big obsessions. That was sort of the beginning of my nerdiness. Mm-hmm. And I had those toys, those Power Rangers toys. They had the little button on the belt you could you could hit, and they would say flip it's more their... for time, and yeah. they would flip around from the their human self to their Power Ranger self. Yep, I had all six of them. I did too. I did too.
0: Uh, so on the count of three, let's say our favorite Power Ranger of all time. All, all right. right, ready? One,
1: one two, two, three. Blue
0: the Green Ranger. What?
1: The blue? Yeah. Not even the leader? No, he was Billy Jeez. was smart. I I admire intelligence over whatever yeah, Tommy yeah. had. Yeah, yeah. He
0: was he was a good leader. He became he ended up becoming the leader over Jason. I whatever. Agree. So, moving on to 1995 and if you or are a 90s kid and you didn't have at least one. You're lying to yourself and mm. us, the Beanie Babies. Yeah,
1: I remember them well. I found out that at one point in time, Beanie Babies and the sale of Beanie Babies accounted for 10% of all sales done on eBay. Can you believe that? That's a lot of Beanie Babies. You don't hear much about Beanie Babies nowadays. Do they still make them?
0: Yeah, they do. Oh. They still make them. Um, everyone always was searching for their baby baby with their birthday. Mine was a bat. It was various, very, very apt. It's a bat. And I still have it.
1: 1996. I kind of remember a little bit of this tickle oh, me Elmo. Lord. This was when I really started, even as a kid to understand like the commercialism side of Christmas, mm. because this was when I saw the footage on the news of the people getting into fistfights over a tickle me Elmo. So this is yeah. when it all began uh, for me. As, Peyton had one. Peyton had a Tickle I, now Me Now, I don't Elmo. think I've ever seen a Tickle Me Elmo in my entire life. Hmm. I don't know anything this about it. This is not on the list,
0: but I will tell you a fun story. Also popular around Peyton's childhood and toddler times was Teletubbies. These oh. Teletubbies that could talk to you. Mm-hmm. Now, we still have the red Teletubby that cusses.
1: I remember hearing about this.
0: This was a a disgruntled inventor, employee. He was in charge of putting sounds in the sound boxes that go into these talking Teletubbies. And he was told he was about to be let go. So his last month of employment, he spent it putting very foul things in their speaker boxes. And we still have a red Teletubby that says some foul things. And it is worth quite a bit of money, actually. So we've got that set aside for a rainy day. (laughs) So, up next, we've got 1997, the Tamagotchi. 76 million sold during the 90s.
1: Did you have a Tamagotchi?
0: I did. I had a T-Rex. little red T-Rex. It was a little red, had a T-Rex, yellow buttons on it.
1: I had the knockoff version Mm -hmm. that had, like, a dinosaur on it or something. Gigapets? Yeah. Alright, 1998. I remember these as well. The Furby. Fun fact about the Furby. I was doing some reading. I found out that the NSA, they were concerned about these Furbies. and They thought hmm. that they were being used by the Chinese to spy on Americans. They, they were putting little, little surveillance things in the Furbies.
0: Wow, we have not changed as a country, have we?
1: Not a lot. Not a lot.
0: <laughs> uh, we had a Furby. Uh, we had one because I was a huge fan of the Gremlins movies. And it was the closest to a living Mogwai that we could get. It was a Furby toy. I had a Furby. And this son of a gun scared the living daylights out of me.
1: Yeah, I had one too. And mine got stuck like he was talking and it just went... And that was <laughs> the end of that Furby.
0: <laughs> um, did you know that uh, there's... Still around, aren't they? In some form, um, aren't they still around somehow?
1: I don't know. I or something
0: like a Furby still exists.
1: I haven't seen a Furby. I'll in... have to
0: look that up forever. Ours was gray with a purple mohawk. It's terrifying. These things scared me. The last one 1999. Where were you in 1999?
1: My mom's house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You mean you, in 1999, you were lazing around your mom's house? You weren't hiking up Mount Kilimanjaro? All right, it is 1999. You're a kid. What is the number one selling toy?
1: No, not for me personally. Because for me in 1999, the number one thing would have been WWF or WCW or some wrestling stuff. But I would say that for most kids, probably something Pokemon.
0: Now, this is pretty general, but the site says just Pokemon. It doesn't say cards. Yeah, just
1: the brand. Just It's just
0: the brand as a as a brand. Pokemon was the top-selling thing of 1999. And it does not shock me. I had red and blue version on the Game Boy. I, we collected the cards. We had Pokemon Snap and Pokemon Stadium and the N64. Uh, we watched the show nonstop, had the VHS tapes to it. Um It does not shock me that 99 is the year of the Pokemon. Those were the top-selling toys. But also, as a 90s kid, it's Saturday, you got nothing to do, you don't have elementary school to go to, what are you doing? You're watching TV. If you're not playing video games. You're watching TV. So, JD here, in all his infinite wisdom, went through and found the top-watched show... Of each year in the 90s. So, again, 1990 through 1999. All right? So, these are the most watched TV shows, and this is from RetroWaste.com.
1: That's right. So, in 1990, the number one watched show of that year was Cheers. Hey, cheers. Cheers to you.
0: And it is the reason that we do our intro. That's exactly right. Since we were 90s kids, the podcast where everybody knows your name, cheers to you. But we toast with Cherry Coke. Yes, but we were paying homage to that show. I loved that show, and I was a kid. I didn't get some of the stuff they were talking about, but it was funny. (laughs) Yeah. However, we could go ahead and nip this in the bud, my friend. The next three years, 1991, 92, and 93, were all one show. 60 minutes.
1: 60 minutes. Ugh,
0: boring news.
1: 1994, the number one show of that year was Seinfeld. Jerry! And it's a show about nothing. Yeah, I've was never i never been a big Seinfeld guy.
0: Wow. I'm just now looking at your list, and the next year is ER.
1: ER was one of those Which shows, is, like Supernatural, was kind of the, that was on for like uh, yeah, 15 years forever. or something like that.
0: And it was the precursor. Without ER, you do not have Grey's Anatomy.
1: And what's really interesting here is these these trends of, like, repeating shows in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So, like, Mm -hmm. Seinfeld was 1994, ER was 1995, and then 96 was Seinfeld again, but then 97 and 98 were ER again.
0: That's crazy. And then, finally, 1999, we rounded out with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?
1: This was the Regis Philbin version. The best version. The best version.
0: I always would be like... Whenever they'd say, I want to use a lifeline, Regis. I want to phone a friend. I I would shout at the TV, I don't know who you are, but call me. I know it. Like
1: like they're going to call some random person. Is this Tyler McDaniel? Yes, yes it is, Regis, and I know it. I didn't know most of the answers, so I I would have been the guy hoping that I didn't get called. (laughs) I
0: enjoyed that game show. That was probably the game show of our generation. It's still going.
1: Yeah, who's the host now? Jimmy, I think Jimmy Kimmel does it.
0: Does Jimmy
1: do it? I think. Yeah. So, fun fact, though, about the 90s. The 1993 Cheers season finale was the most watched episode of any show for the entire decade. Wow. Yeah.
0: So, cheers to you. Cheers. Cheers to you.
1: Now, things have changed a little bit. What people remember most about the nineties and what was popular as, as our generation and maybe the generation before us have grown up, the things that have stood the test of time to stay a part of pop culture, it's changed quite a bit. So not Mm -hmm. only did we just list the most watched shows of each year, but I found the most searched shows from the nineties. So from 2004 to today, this is according to cinema these are the top 10 most searched shows from the night To watch, right? Uh, or just to just, get
0: information just on? Just searching. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, number uh, 10 here, Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Yeah, that's been very popular. Another one that holds up to this day that people still talk mm-hmm. about. How about mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Generation? I remember being a kid and seeing that coming on all the time. To me, it was like a boring space show, though. I didn't know anything about it or didn't care anything about it. You Uh,
0: will get hate mail from Johnny Has the Keys. That's okay.
1: (laughs) But now I appreciate it a lot more.
0: Yeah. Now, that was the one with Patrick Stewart, correct? Yes. Yes. I did watch that one a little bit. Number eight, Frasier.
1: Yeah, Frasier. Uh, My mother-in-law owns every season of Frasier and watches it all the time.
0: It's a very intellectual comedy. Yeah. It is. I enjoyed it.
1: Next is Boy Meets World. Woo-hoo. Boy Meets World is people that grew up watching Boy Meets World. They have been very loyal to that show. They've. Stuck oh, I still around. watch
0: some on D- Disney Plus. Yeah, it's a great I'll still show. Look up episodes and watch them. Absolutely, the Halloween episode where there's a serial killer on the loose, and it winds up being Sean killing everybody, but Sean's like face to face with Sean. That spoke to me.
1: Do you remember like, when uh, Vader, Big Van Vader from the WWF yes, was on he was a few episodes? One of the bullies. Dad, that's right.
0: Yeah, wow! What a show! That's gonna be. I'm watching it this week. That'll be my watch. You watching next week? <laughs> uh, so uh, number six, the X Files. Now, I will be the first to say that without the X Files and Buffy, there is no supernatural. A fun fact: <laughs> to pay homage to shows like Buffy and the X Files, Supernatural front runner uh, Eric Kripke. Purposely put in stars from that show as main characters, like older characters in Supernatural, like the bald guy from X-Files who was their leader. He plays the, the boy's grandfather.
1: I think you should and do a like separate that. podcast just about Supernatural, <laughs> because where else are you going to get all this Supernatural knowledge out of that big head of yours? Call it. Did you know <laughs> Supernatural? Did you know that John Stamos was in Supernatural, Season 6, Episode (laughs) 4, 33 minutes in and 17 seconds?
0: John Stamos has never been in Supernatural. How dare
1: you? (laughs) Oh, my God. What a shock.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Number five, J.D., Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
1: Hey, how about that? That was one that I didn't really get into until after it had really had its run. I Mm. was—I think I was a little too young for Fresh Prince as it was happening, but uh, years later I did get into it.
0: You know that clip circulates all the time through Facebook of the very emotional moment between Will and Uncle Phil, where Mm -hmm. his actual dad's on the episode, right? And that that circulates social media all the time, and it always bring a tear to my eye. I've seen always.
1: I've seen that clip probably a hundred times at this point. Oh yeah. So next on the list here we have number four, Full House. I remember Ooh. Full House very well. I did watch Full House most every week. Yeah, me too. And it's still got a big following today. Of course, now we have Fuller House on Netflix. I think that's have, are they finished? I think it's over that? now? It's over. Yeah, it's. Finished. I watched the first season. I just I have fond memories of Full House, but it's not one of those things that I'm like, oh, I have to see what happens to Uncle Joey next. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, they they kind of tried to follow the same, you know, formula, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it just, I think, it, I think it's a show for that time. It worked well in that time, and it just doesn't work in this time very well. Sure. So, up next, we got number three, Seinfeld.
1: Which we've already talked about. We're not fans of the show, really. No. No.
0: I got people fingers.
1: Uh, what are you doing (laughs) number two this one shouldn't be a surprise to anybody friends (laughs) friends is a a, another show that people search from the 90s it's still very relevant today i talked earlier about kids wearing nickelodeon shirts and sweaters and stuff like that they wear a lot of friends stuff too i see the central perk shirts and all that stuff so it's still a big thing
0: and, of course, number one, which is not a shock no. to me, Dragon
1: Ball Z.
0: Yeah. Love it. I know a lot of anime fans out there that would, would argue with me, but I still think it's the, best arg- it's the best anime that still stands the test of time today. That's my opinion. I realize that, but it's so good.
1: Now, why don't we talk about some of the hit music... From the 90s, I found the yeah. best-selling albums in the 90s, top 10 albums. This is from declutter.com And it starts out here, number 10, The Backstreet Boys. And their nice. self-titled album, Backstreet Boys, they sold 9.2 million copies. And The Backstreet Boys were actually the best-selling artist of the year, 1999. Nice. My boys from NSYNC. They didn't make the list. Can you believe it?
0: Okay, I'm going to explain this to you. I was asked. I was talking to a really good friend of mine a mm, couple months ago, and they said Backstreet Boys are in sync. And I said, "All right, there's there's a lot of schools of thought that could go into this." Who was I? I was more of an in sync guy. They were the first concert I ever saw. I was in fifth grade. Justin Timberlake flew over my head when they sang Never Neverland. Mm-hmm was awesome. However, as a boy band, by definition, Backstreet Boys was the boy band of that generation. In sync you could already see individualism and the fact that JT was the best out of all of them. And Joey Fatone was next. But as a full group, Backstreet Boys definitely. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I think that's fair. That's fair.
0: Mm-hmm. So that is where we stand. Uh, number number nine, Roping in the Wind by my favorite country artist, Garth Brooks. Sold 9.3 million.
1: So number eight, we have Backstreet Boys once again, the Millennium album, with 9.4 mm-hmm. million copies sold.
0: Yes. Then we have the Titanic soundtrack, 9.8 million the, sold.
1: My Heart Will Go On could have probably been the song of the decade. It was. I just remember I would, I would say that all the time. Number six, Cracked Rear View from Hootie and the Blowfish. Ooh. 9.81 million copies sold. I liked Hootie and the Blowfish better when they were still together and not Darius Rucker doing country music.
0: <laughs> Agreed. And his terrible cover of Wagon that Wheel. famous song, Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Ugh, jerk. So speaking, <laughs> Most- of,
1: speaking of Celine Dion, yeah. <laughs> she's next Perfect. on the list here. She made the list twice. <laughs> even, uh, even though Titanic wasn't her by herself, but she was the reason why. Falling Into You sold 10.2 million copies.
0: Yes, and my girl follows that, the Bodyguard soundtrack, Whitney Houston, $11.6 million.
1: Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry, but if you hear that and you don't feel something... You don't feel, feel a little something, at least?
0: Goose pimples, my friend.
1: Check Every your pulse. Every time I hear that song. Check your pulse, you did. my friends, because you ain't alive if you ain't True. feeling
0: Someone the power Whitney. Time, what's your number one guilty pleasure song, and it's I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston. Always will be. Will never be anything else. I love Whitney. She was taken far too early. Mine is, far too early.
1: Mine is the... Hey, look at that body. I work out. I think I'm <laughs> sexy and I know it. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, Metallica, with the self-titled album, Metallica. 11.7 mm-hmm. million copies sold.
0: I can do a really good impersonation of the lead singer. You want to hear it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two, Come On Over by Shania Twain, twelve point one. That's probably Milligan.
1: the album that had, man, I feel like a woman. Yep. Used to love Shania back in the day. And number one, this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. The voice of the generation. Jagged Little Pill from Alanis Morissette, 13.5 million copies sold. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> Not, not. It's not really. And her
0: musical, Jagged Little Pill, is killing it. Well, Broadway's closed right now, but was killing it on Broadway. I would like to see that when it reopens. Didn't even know that.
1: Okay, so it's
0: it's one of those jukebox musicals. It's not about her. uh It's her music.
1: So now we've covered all the things except for our favorite of these things. I would say, the movies. Let's the talk box about office. the top 10 movies in the box office according to IMDb in the 90s.
2: Mm-hmm. Starting
1: with number 10, 1998's Armageddon, Bruce Willis, <laughs> Liv Tyler, Aerosmith uh, doing the song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, uh, $201 gosh, tear, million dollars at the box office.
0: Tear Jerker, still today, I cry my eyes out at the end of that movie. Ben Affleck was in it.
1: That's true. I think Owen Wilson ah. was, too.
0: He was. Young Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. All right, number nine. Men in Black, 1997. $251 million.
1: Number eight. The Lost World, Jurassic Park, in 1997. $229 million. Not the best of the Jurassic Park series. Not my favorite. <laughs> but does show you exactly how popular the uh, franchise was in the 90s absolutely absolutely
0: moving on we have number seven the Sixth cents i see dead people 1999 294 million dollars all
1: right number six one of my favorites of all time forrest gump in 1994 330 million dollars at the box office I tell nice. you what, my boy Tom Hanks, I think he can do anything. I agree. I agree.
0: Um, moving on, we have number five, Independence Day, nineteen ninety six. Three hundred and six million dollars at the box office. Probably one of the greatest motivational speeches of cinema history.
1: Oh. Is yeah. the president's speech in uh, Independence Day? Bill Pullman at the end, yeah. Yes. That was very memorable. The sequel we will not
0: go quiet in
1: the night. The sequel was sort of a letdown for me.
0: I didn't hate it. I'm glad it wasn't a reboot. I'm glad it was like a 20 years later sequel. I mean, it grasped me, but at the same time, I was like,
1: uh, you didn't yeah.
0: have to do that. You really didn't have to.
1: <laughs> yeah. Number four... The Lion King in 1994, $423 million. This is definitely a favorite of our generation, Mm -hmm. I would say. Out of all the Disney movies, The Lion King would probably be my number one from the 90s. Not counting Toy Story. Okay. Toy Story, Pixar, we'll put that in a separate category. But out of the classic animated things, Mm -hmm. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, all that stuff. Yeah. It's Lion King for me.
0: And it's Shakespeare.
1: It is. Hamlet. When it
0: gets down to it. It's Hamlet. It's
1: great. So,
0: number three. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. That's freaking shocking. 1999. $475 million.
1: Is it really shocking, though? Because you got to remember, in the 90s, they had just re-released the original trilogy, the special editions. That's the ones I got to see in the theaters. That's what started me on Star Wars, right? Nobody knew that the prequels were going to really be (laughs) looked back on uh, not so fondly. This is the first Star Wars since Return of the Jedi. Of course people are going to want to see it. They just didn't know that it would have Jar Jar Binks in it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's not shocking because it's Star Wars. It's shocking to me because I never thought I'd see this name on a positive list, if you will, I guess. So moving on, number two, Jurassic Park, 1993, 402 million dollars.
1: And of course the Jurassic Park franchise is still living strong today. They had the the new trilogy that they've been working on over the past few years mm-hmm. with um, Jurassic World with Chris Pratt in it. Mm-hmm. Chris Pratt, he's a star. Who else is in this? Ron Howard's uh, uh, daughter uh, Bryce Dallas uh, Howard? Yes, first she's Dallas in it. Hall. So, I haven't seen the second one yet. I have it. I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. And then the third one will be out. Uh, in the next couple of years or so, right?
0: The second one might be the scariest out really? of all f- six of them. Interesting. All s- that we've seen so far. Yeah. I know we haven't seen the sixth one yet, but it's it's pretty scary. It's got some really scary moments.
1: The number one movie of the 90s, I don't think this will be a shock to anyone. We've already talked a little bit about the impact that its soundtrack had in the 90s. Yes. But 1997, we got Titanic... Six hundred fifty-nine million dollars—one of the biggest movies of all time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow! Uh,
0: and MythBusters went on to expose the fact that they both could have fit on that
1: thing, and Jack did not have to die. How, Looking at you, Rose. All right, so that's it for the nineties. We've talked about movies, we've talked about games, we've talked about TV, toys, all all the things from the nineties. What a great mm-hmm. time it was. And uh, I'm looking forward to next next week, man, because it's going to be May. May the first yes. is next week, and normally at the beginning of May we start getting ready for Star Wars because May the Fourth, Star Wars Day, and all that. But we've just recently done a whole run on Star Wars in December. You can check that out in our archives. I've been watching the Clone Wars and the Rebels. I'm Star Warsed out, man. I got to have a break. But you and I we were, we were talking. We got to thinking. It's a weird time we're living in right now. People sometimes mm-hmm. compare it to The Matrix. Mm. Are we living in The Matrix right now? Is this the beginning? Uh, am I the one? So what better topic to discuss in May, and given the current uh, current events, than The Matrix? So we're yes. going to talk about all three Matrix movies next month, and a couple of other fun little things that you mm-hmm. will hear about later on.
0: I have enjoyed our first and this episode of the 90s, my friend. I think we have, you know, lived in the 90s quite a bit on this show. Even when it's not about episodes, we talk about the 90s all the time. I am going to pitch right now to you that our next nostalgic episode be called N2K Nerding in the Millennium.
1: Oh, what yeah. What do you think? I think that's you a like great
0: that? plan. 2000s yeah. nerding? Let's do it. Awesome. Awesome. This has been fun, brother. I'm looking forward to the month of May and diving into the world of Neo and the Matrix and all of its
1: glory. Please uh, send in questions, talking yeah. points, things about the Matrix. We, wanna, we want you guys to be involved. So let us know what things we should talk about. What do you want to know about the mm. Matrix? Would you take the
0: red pill or the blue pill?
1: Let us know why. Very interesting question.
0: Uh, we also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Um, we just finished up our This Week in Wrestling uh, Patreon exclusive. We talked about leading up to Mania, we talked about Mania, and we talked about the week after Mania and some of the letdown releases of the great WWE Purge. Uh, and we also, if right now, for a $1 a month, Look, go on our site on Patreon for 30 and Nerdy. Look for the COVID-19 special for $1 a month from now until June. You can get everything that we've done for Patreon and everything we will do for Patreon. That includes our bloopers, our unreleased segments, our first looks of what what's coming up. Before we release it on our regular social media. As well as our Mandalorian Mondays from Season 1. And I'd say within the next few months. Hopefully we will be getting some Mandalorian Season 2 stuff. uh, Started up. So that's going to be exciting. Um, And also we want to thank everyone who's rating us on uh, Podchaser.com. By episode as well as show. Uh, If you have not yet. Please check out Podchaser.com. Look for 30 and Nerdy Podcasts with the Pod Nation. And give us that's right you can't say no to sweet little emma and if you do we will find you we have a particular set of skills but man uh this has been great i love going through nostalgia with your brother especially since we didn't personally know each other in the 90s it's good to know that we are very similar
1: oh yeah it's not a surprise to me at all
0: no no
1: But I guess uh, I'm going to go eat
0: some dinner, man. And uh, I guess we'll talk to you soon when we start May.
1: Can't wait, brother. And we will catch you nerds later.
2: You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy podcast with your hosts, Josh Davis and Tyler McDaniel. Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio podcast and a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation using the hashtag 30andnerdypod. Find us in the Pod Nation on podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? let us know. Email us at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com Cheers to you nerds! That's all folks!